Hey guys, you're listening to Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man, the podcast where life issues and the Bible collide. We hope you enjoy today's topic and are encouraged to do some musing yourself. Thanks for listening. All right, my friends, we are sitting in front of the microphones, and it is time for the latest and greatest and the hottest, most controversial episode of Musings <laughs> with Townsend and Preacher Man, because I'm calling an audible, and I have to clean up after myself just through paper and floor. I got to call an audible because one of you out there asked us to talk about something, and I shan't turn away a request. Plus, we got to talk about it right now, because apparently, like, you know, if, if you miss it while it's gone, then it's gone, and, and, and what are you even talking about anymore? We're supposed to be talking about how to encourage people today. In fact, the card that Townsend Drew says, how can you be more encouraging to others? And that's Barnabas in the Bible and Paul and being an encourager, somebody who, you know, lifts people up, and, and, and we're going to get to that. We're not going to skip that, but somebody out there, whoever you are, you asked Townsend, or, or, or maybe even had a conversation with her. I don't really, all I know is Townsend sends me a text message and it says, we've been asked to talk about this ASAP. And so I didn't even, I didn't agree that, okay, we'll do that. When I don't know that she thought I was gonna, or we were gonna, or what. So I was prepared either way. Oh, good. So I had to get prepared because I had no clue what anybody's talking about. So what we've been asked, first, how are you? You doing all right? Uh-huh. Happy Valentine's Day. You know, at, when we sit down to record this, it's Wednesday yes. at a time. The weirdest thing is this is a rare occasion where it's Valentine's Day, which is probably a pretty popular day for people to go out and have like steak dinners, <laughs> but it's Ash Wednesday, and Ash Wednesday, you're supposed to fast from eating meat. So what do you, you know, I don't... I, I, well, I, for me, that's not hard anymore because I'm apparently allergic to it, so, <gasps> you know. You have like that tick disease? Yep. Are you lying? No, I'm not lying. Um, see, it's I'm, terrible. I'm figuring they got to put a bullet in me if that. Ha- Holy smokes! Okay. It's really bad, but yeah, so it's fine. Whatever. Well, I mean, we're gonna do <clears throat> Awana and do our norm, and uh, we're gonna love because he first loved us, and that's the real meaning of love, anyway. Yeah. And we're gonna just dive on into. Well, I just the- find it interesting, like how many, how how hard of a hit will the restaurant industry take? If people are actually like, well, we can't go out tonight, like just on this one day. You can go out tomorrow, I guess, but I don't really know. I'm not that deep in understanding Ash Wednesday. I just know it's a day of fasting and prayer, and that fasting includes meat, and that meat, you're not going out and having a ribeye or whatever. So, okay, just totally unrelated. I learned that my oldest son's dog has Addison's disease. What? And so... I'm just like, oh my gosh. How do you so, even find that out in a dog? Well, because he won't stop throwing up and having diarrhea. Oh and so they my. test they test his blood and his cortisol level was almost zero. Which is the that's the sign of, hey, your dog your adrenal gland is not functioning. So my man's needs to take medicine every day for the rest of his life. And uh, so that's okay, though, because at least, you know, that's what I was telling my wife. I was like, hey, at least it's something that you can handle or take care of. It's not like, well, there's nothing to be done, you know, that kind of thing. That's even worse. But, you know, a poor dog, I just, you know, sheesh, old dude, just saved my son's life is what I tell people because he, he did. He just came along at the right time. and He did. He's a cool and, uh, dude. But, but poor guy, that's why he's always, uh, that's why he's always got tummy problems because he has That's terrible. Bless his heart. So, yeah. Of course, grandma down there, that's my wife. That's the dog. That's what we call her grandma for him. Uh, she's just, I said, he's a dog. And he doesn't know any different. So when you think about, oh, you know, we've spanked him for doing this. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that it's like, 
oh, they're spanking me, but I have Addison's disease, and they're that's not. <laughs> I said he doesn't know that. Oh my goodness! So, you're, you're, so don't don't you know don't feel guilty over all that stuff. You know, at least we took him to the doctor. He got his blood test. Had to send it to Texas. I don't even know. Whatever. Anyway, okay. So here's what we're talking about today. And I kind of got worked up reading about it because it made me mad. So Townsend sends this text message about, we've been asked to talk about this. He he gets us. And now if you don't know who he gets us is, I mean, you kind of, in a way, have been living under a rock because it, it's on YouTube. It, you know, they have, they have YouTube ads and, and web browser ads. And last year was the first year they ran uh, Super Bowl ads. And part of what people are complaining about now, they were complaining about then that they spent all that money. But he gets us a Christian organization. It's not related to any denomination. It's largely funded by the family that owns Hobby Lobby. And uh, they ran two ads on the Super Bowl for $14 million. That's how much they had to pay for their two ads to run. If I'm going to give a correct synopsis and anybody write and say, hey, you got that wrong, bro, I didn't see them. Uh, because news, I do not care about football. I don't care about sports at all. So I didn't you see You do these. a little because your kids play now, but... Not anymore. Well, yeah. So uh, I had to look it up. <laughs> so one commercial is just one person washing another person's feet, mm-hmm. but it's people that wouldn't get along together. So it's like uh, a pastor washing the feet of a rainbow-haired... LGBTQ t-shirt wearing somebody or one time I think it's like supposed to be like a preppy girl in school washing the hair of the sort of outcast I mean washing the hair washing the feet of the sort of outcast girl and, and the only reason I think like the the girl getting her feet washed has like super short red hair and the other girls are blonde I don't know and then one is a police officer washing the feet of a black man and and some people got real been out of shape out of that that particular one especially i noticed and then the second ad they they showed it was just images of like homeless people uh panhandlers helpless kind of forgotten people and and both of these ads were trying to encourage people to see the world the way jesus perhaps was seeing it is that a fair yeah assessment i I would think so yeah and so of course from a liberal point of view, I see why people are going to complain about those ads on Super Bowl because, hey, I'm watching football. I don't want to be preached to. I don't believe this garbage anyway. Get out of my face. You know, normally you guys are all pedophiles and drug addicts and freaks anyway, a la other stuff that's gone on in the church world lately, (laughs) which is not funny. It's just funny in the morbid sense. And then you got people shooting at at Joel Osteen's church. This lady shoots and, and, and a child with her gets killed in the crossfire. I don't know who shot who, what, I don't know. So don't preach to me. Keep your mind your business. It's football. Leave it alone. I get that argument. That that's to be expected. However, the quote unquote right, so the Christian groups, freaked out about these ads, and from what I can tell, the majority of the freak out is from two avenues. And I assume that this is what the person. Well, you Townsend's going to tell us clearly, but so that you know, my assumption was, oh well, this person is wanting to know what do we think about the two avenues of attack that people are, are raising. No, well, no? no, I can I don't think so necessarily. Like this person, so it's so funny how your friendships change, like sure. the way the types of people that you are drawn to and you conversate with on the mm-hmm. daily. Um 
Because this is a very, 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 very open-minded person okay. who asked this. Well, wait, wait. And, well, tell me what you mean when you're saying that. Um, very she loves the Lord. Okay. And that's pretty much the basis of, okay, now I'm coming at you because, like, just curious to see if what she is thinking maybe aligns with what we're thinking. Okay. But not necessarily even from the aspect of what other people have been saying. Okay. Just... Uh, Strict curiosity there. So she's heard what other people are saying. She's like, hey, what do y'all think? Yes. Okay. So. Yes. But I just, I love this because um, I I typically would not have shared that for us to dive into Mm -hmm. if I'd felt that a person came to me. Okay, my the famous words of my husband, put your rake down. We use that to pick up horse turds. We don't right. use it to stir the crap. So put your rake down. So like if I'd felt like somebody come to me with that as a pick your rake up kind of person, yeah. I probably wouldn't have even told you. And so just so you know, listener land, if you come to me with some crap, I'm not about to tell <laughs> preacher man. I'm about to ignore you. So don't come to me with any crap. But this person I know I know her heart, I know what she studies, I know what she loves, I know what she believes. Right. Okay. And so I know that she's probably and I'm I'm there too. Okay, just to be honest, I, I've struggled a little bit with this. With, with these, these ads. Yeah. Okay. With these ads. Okay. I don't because there are aspects of these ads that I love. There are aspects of these ads that I hate. The idea behind spending millions of dollars, I don't like that either, really. Okay. Um, but then I also know in the world that we live in, technology and the whole reaching of group of people that may not have previously been reached otherwise yeah. just happened. Right. So, right. I mean, there's there my emotions for this one are all over the board. Okay. Like I just there are if we break it down, we'll be here for 7 hours, but I can kind of tell you where I stand on the overall picture, but I am curious to know you you were about to dive into something, well, and I'm dying to know. Okay, so also in the text that you sent, there was a video, mm-hmm. and it was a lady kind of talking on behalf of the Christian, air quotes, point of view, mm-hmm. and no grace involved whatsoever, just kind of politely hammering the he gets us whole idea for pushing these are my words not hers necessarily but a wokeified watered down uh viewpoint of of Jesus okay all right <laughs> so and so the video which i don't think did the person that was asking you the question send you that video also yes okay so let me just say i wanted to reach through the telephone and like you ever seen where like reaching through my screen, grab her shirt, and then pull her forward so her face hits her own monitor. Like, yeah, we, well, we oh, okay. w- I want to pluck them eyelashes off and be like, if we're going to be real, let's <laughs> get real, real. Shut up. I mean, so dumb. I hate when people say dumb things. Okay, so there's two commercials. I think the people who are most frustrated about it are frustrated about the foot washing one. Well, I, think I think so, too. Because it had the wokiness in it. Like, I don't really get how you, you know, I think... Each one of these things, in case you're like me, which I've seen that he gets us stuff on YouTube, but these two specific ones, they always end, it's always, a bu- normally it's a bunch of black and white photos, the foot washing one was colored, but it's a bunch of, I think both of them may have been colored, anyway, uh, it's a bunch of pictures, and then it will end with some gotcha sort of statement, and when I say gotcha, I mean like, 
um, they're trying to be thought provoking, like the one with the, uh, it's who is my neighbor, and it's all these ho- poor people, homeless people, helpless people, and it says he saw the invisible or something like that. Yeah. The idea is we're, we we choose not to see these people, but they're our neighbors. Well, okay. Now I want to bust my Bible out and flip to the Gospels and say, well, you're playing a little fast and loose with that parable. That's that's where I am is because, you know, when you say those things to me and I see that commercial, I've been in the word enough to know that this is what he didn't said and this is not what he didn't said. Right. So immediately my brain can and start calling off things. Yeah. If you hear me snapping, that's yeah. accurate, not accurate, right. accurate, not accurate. <clears throat> right. Five years ago, even just five years ago, I couldn't have even argued that fact right. as accurately as I can now. Okay. And 10 years ago, I sure couldn't. And so I don't want my child to watch this commercial Okay. because I think it can get your brain to thinking, okay, so immediately the He Gets Us movement, mm-hmm. okay, no, He made us. Right. So let me just say that. There's no possible way He wouldn't get, air quote, us. He made us. So, okay. duh, okay, duh, he, he gets you, he made you, right. okay? And so what we try to do is we try to change what he made, and even me, I do this. Yeah. I mean, the human that he made, I've brought in so much baggage in on myself, and then I want him to accept me back the way I am and the way I've chosen to be. And that that's not what the Bible says. And the you Bible, feel like that's what they're trying to Well, I don't know. Okay, not, because not I would totally. say I think you have to be fair to them. They're trying to be hip. Yeah. I don't think we use those I don't think people use that word anymore. Like they're trying to be mainstream. I think that's Yes, far. they so are. And so I do us. I do my hat's off to that, definitely. Well, because... I think he gets us you have to hear that as he understands. Yeah. Right. So what they're yes. saying is he gets us, meaning you're struggling with something. He understands. The Bible says he was tempted in every way a man can be. He gets me in the sense of he understands what I'm going through. He even, the Bible says, wept over my sin. Yes. That, I think I that's the background of that. I would love to have seen that a little more so than it's like I feel like some of the standoffishness that I'm feeling from people that I've talked to has been, you know, you you can never be right, okay? You can never be right ever without God. And so, but you also can't come to him just as you are and think that's that's the end of it. Well, but see, okay, so, so you have to help me. Every one of these that I've ever seen, one of them that sticks out because it ran on YouTube constantly, and I watch a lot of YouTube, and I probably have a problem with that. It would be like people laughing, Pictures of people laughing, roller skating, whatever, and it, and at the end it said Jesus let his hair down too. Okay, yes. to be offended by that, you mean to tell me that you think Jesus never laughed, relaxed? And see, I have trouble with people who are offended by all of the whole yeah. idea of it because that's not at all how it was presented. I think if you're offended by the whole idea of it, you're looking for a reason to be offended, right? But okay. the foot washing one. I, I, because of the way, because of the time period we live in, I completely like, I'm like, oh yeah, of course people are going to be all bent out of shape. But this lady in this video, <laughs> yeah, she was real bent about, okay, first 
She was equating, which I'm afraid, I, I assume this is what multiple people are, she's equating foot washing with behavior approval. Yes. And that's where I had the problem because that is not at all what Christ was, that, that is not the right. depiction. That's where I started, I stopped the whole, I can see where the one commercial, okay, the one I'm referring to, the one single foot washing commercial could have led people to believe the whole he gets us thing. Like, if you've never heard of the he gets us before. Yeah, but he gets us doesn't, they're not saying he approves us. That's exactly right. I think people are real broke because they're like, I'm real mad that you didn't fully present the gospel in 30 seconds. Yes, and there's no way to. dang, bro. Exactly. Okay, so let me give you Preacher Man's opinion about all this. First, the money. Like, (laughs) So I saw a comic today, just so happens... You know, I don't know. I I think you sent that text on Monday. And so I've been reading about it and trying to understand so I wouldn't sound like an idiot. And I don't know, you know, it's because the internet knows, hey, you've been looking at this a long time. Check this out. Whatever. I don't know. But I got shown a a, a comic, a four panel comic. (laughs) And the first panel is like a guy with a book, like 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 an accounting book. And he says, hey, Jesus, check it out. We managed to raise $14 million. The next panel, the guy's like got a pencil to his mouth and he's like, I think we could feed a lot of people with that money. The third panel is Jesus with his hands out like, that's a good idea, but hear me out. And then the fourth panel is, what if we had commercials in the Super Bowl, right? And so everybody's angry. Do you know how many people you could have fed with that money? Do you know uh, the how many what size homeless shelter you could have built with that money? Do you know blah, blah, blah? To every Christian who's argued that point, which I'm not saying is an incorrect question or argument to make, my question in return is, do you tithe? Yeah. Because if you don't tithe, you're not allowed a seat at that table. You should actually hear me real clear. Shut up. Because you're the one robbing God just like you're you're angry that someone used money in a way that they were trying to start a conversation about Jesus and you're real bent because they didn't start that conversation the way you want them to. Yes. But you steal from God every Sunday or every week however, or every year or every day. I don't however you want to process that. You can't even give Jesus a dime out of every dollar. So you but you're real upset about how somebody spent fourteen million dollars. You don't get to make that argument. And so, the thing of it is, it's just, I I can, I kind of, you know, put this in equivalence with like our sign, you know, like right. we, we, and I wanted this sign. I agreed that, with this sign. Did you, did you see that First Methodist is getting one? No. You, you're there all, we go. We're always a vanguard around here. I'm just going to let you know. First <laughs> Methodist got one fair oil in our town chain. For, I've lived here over a decade. That old busted clock and broken sign's been there for yes. that long. We get a sign all of a sudden, boop, beep, boop. Now they have one. It's like, uh, we just lead the way. Yeah. And, and anyway, I mean, the thing of it is, I kind of sort, it's not the same. You guys, do not get me wrong. Our sign is like, we need to post a picture of it with our little cartoon faces when it does scroll oh, on. Yeah. But it's not some extravagant thing. Like, you don't drive by. But so many people talk to me about the sign. Right. Like, what does this mean? What does that event mean? Right. What is this? What is that? And so it's become a conversation piece. I knew that's where your heart was when it was even presented, and I was in 100% agreement. How is that not the same situation with the Super Bowl thing? And uh, no, it's I, like, yeah, yes. exactly. And so my thing is, is exactly what you said. You can't possibly know. I mean, if that was the direction that God led someone to go, how do you know there's not $482 million laying there ready to be used for something so else? So my first thought is, while like, you're so angry... You don't know. Yeah, you're mad that they spent $14 million to try to make people even ask, who is this Jesus? 
What if through that fourteen million? Because don't none of us know. What if through that fourteen million dollars spent to try to introduce people to that conversation, you get ten million tithers who put in their tithes into the church, and now all of a sudden the whole of the church body has access to way more than fourteen million dollars yes. to do ministry in their local levels that you didn't have because we were too busy sitting in a pew feeling comfortable on Sunday. Instead of going out and doing our job, somebody else did our job for us through a commercial, yes. and that led somebody to my well, church. Well, and through that commercial, you're reaching an avenue of folk. You know, I agree. We can feed so many people. Right. Okay. That's true. But my buddy over here who doesn't have a home who's, I mean, I, I, I actually encountered someone the other day leaving the barrel race. He was on his bike, had no place. He was laid outside of a restaurant, mm-hmm. freezing to death outside. Um, I was able to help a little, not a lot, yeah. but a little. And like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what exactly he could give back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sure at times he's heard things about the gospel. I have no mm-hmm. idea, mm-hmm. but that's a whole different audience right. than the people who were watching the Super Bowl. Yes, and we get so fixated as Christians on the homeless, the broken, the ones who. Are, what about the rich man who's never heard of Jesus? Sure. What about the man who is so invested in sports that he's never even considered being at church on Sunday? He don't go to church because it interferes. Yeah, exactly. And yes. so I'm like. That's a whole different avenue. It's sort of like people telling us, you know, you shouldn't spend any money on your horses or be at barrel races on the weekend. Right. And then I'm like, well, but that's even a whole different avenue. When we have church at the barrel race, I'm around people there that I never have the opportunity to encounter elsewhere. Right. And so I just have a hard time, you know. The thing that we learned in Sunday school, get out of the judge's seat. Yes. Nobody gave you that permission. So every time, so if I, I, and so that one video that you sent, and then I started, you know, on the internet research, the rabbit hole of people complaining about what you could have done with that $14 million. My, again, I'm going to, I will die on the hill of, do you tithe regularly? Are you faithful in your tithes? Oh, but Jesus never said tithe. Actually, he used tithing as a lesson to the Pharisees to show their hypocrisy because they were tithing, but they weren't showing grace or forgiveness. And he said, you should have doubled down on that while not neglecting the first part. Yes. There's the moment for him to say tithe doesn't matter anymore. But instead he says, yeah, you should be doing that, but you should doubly be doing this. Okay, so yes, you should be tithing. We can have that's a totally different discussion. But if you're not doing that, you really should sit down and shut up about trying to argue about how they use this fourteen million dollars. I'm not gonna really be able to change the way I see that. But we have to stop thinking that we know better what somebody else should be doing. Yes. And not dealing with us and because we, we Jesus... can't take for granted the fact that God may have made the way for that to happen. How do you know for fact they did fourteen million? How do you know that there wasn't somebody in advertising that was just dying to get the word of Jesus out there and gave them a discount? Uh, you yeah, don't, I don't know. know. I mean, you don't know. And so, if God placed that conviction on somebody's heart, He made a way for it to happen. Right. We can assume that that was God's fourteen million to begin with. Yes, exactly. And Jesus. Jesus gave a pretty good lesson about, you know, you should probably not worry so much about the splinter in your brother's eye when you have a law. See, I think we should really, there'd be a whole change, this is a personal opinion, in in cultural Christianity, in American Christianity, and then actual faith if we began to actually take serious and looked at, maybe I should do, you know, somebody maybe has already done this, I don't know, how serious did Jesus teach on hypocrisy? Because I think if you look, it comes up over and over and over that you're being a hypocrite. The moat in your eye, that's the King James translation. Oh, 
you know what I learned today? It's 10 years old now. I learned that someone, a group of people, there's been there's been a Bible called the Gay Bible for a long time. They they kind of undo the the translations that have to do with homosexuality. <laughs> I'm sorry, this one is hilarious. I I must own this just to own it. It's a white covered Bible. It has a rainbow cross. Now some people might be like, he's blasphemous. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> the they called their translation the Queen James Bible. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the kind of people watching this commercial. You see, you can't you can't dump the full gospel on. The problem is the most people I saw complaining about this are old enough to have been raised in a culture that knew the background of all of this. And you know, the thing that scares me the most is when we, and, and this is just where I stand, this is my final, we're rounding to this, whatever, like I think we, I think we take lightly the he gets us term of like, that's what I meant is like, well, yeah, he gets us, he, yeah. Right. And so... The fact of it that Christians are having to be reminded of that worries yes. me. I yes. mean, that worries me. Or that they get real bent out of shape that being told something you ought to under. Yes. See, we're the ones that should be, like, I should be able to watch that and be like, yeah, I understand where you're coming yes. from. Yes, and the whole thing is, I say this all the time. To I say this to my spouse. I write this on my calendar multiple times throughout the year. If you're seeking Jesus in every single situation, you will find it every single time. Yes. Every single time. Yes. And so there is never going to be a time when something is said about Christ. If it is, if you're seeking Jesus in right, it, right. you're going to find Jesus in it. And if you are not, you will find exactly what you're looking for. That's and a... so I literally, I'll write myself little notes. If you're seeking him, you'll get it every mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. I write myself that all the time. And so that's what I'm standing firm on is when I when I saw the commercial, okay, for the mm-hmm. first time, number one, the girl, the girl who is in the video, who yeah. I don't like her eyelashes, um, <laughs> she... I can even see Christ in that. I can see the skewedness of where she's coming from, but at the same time, it's been a misinterpretation that has sort of dampened her spirit toward that whole idea. And so I hate that for her because, you know, if she was standing on the hill with me on Sunday at distribution, I don't know if she would have the same kind of conversation and record it before as after um but i still stand on the fact of you know i did not see that and immediately become offended i saw that and my mind immediately went to i wonder who else saw that that i I wonder if people i mean i wonder if we will actually see some humans washing some feet in the future my my mind immediately (laughs) started going toward I wonder what kind of movement that will spark. I wonder how Jesus will use that. Because ultimately, y'all, God doesn't need the commercial necessarily. Like, come on. He can do that any way he intends to do that. He definitely wouldn't need the commercial to be airing if everybody that goes to church was doing what they were there to learn. Yes. And so I just found it kind of inspiring. Like, I'm wondering how God's about to use this. You know, because in every situation, he gonna use it, y'all. Well, when I watched the, the again, I'm not trying to dismiss the one about the homeless people and the invisible people. Yeah, I understand. I'm like, yes, yes, you're correct. That is my neighbor. But if I, I know that that question is coming from a parable, and that parable is sort of connected to what you're saying, but not exactly like about poverty people or, or I mean, poverty people, what the heck? Is that even 
poor poor people, destitute people. You know, yeah, sort of, but it was a ethnic thing, but whatever. Okay, then then I watched the foot washing one, and as soon as I saw the picture of the policeman washing that dude's foot, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know exactly what people are gonna be complaining about here. Woke, uh, left leaning, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Then the lady in the video that she that Townsend made me watch, forced me to watch by sending it to me on a text. <laughs> that lady says, Oh no, no, no. Jesus wouldn't that is not Jesus and I knew immediately what she's she's connecting foot washing with approval of behavior. So white police officer washing a black man's feet, I'm supposed to receive from that that Jesus is okay with criminality. Or a preacher washing a LGBT activist's feet, then Jesus is okay with homosexuality. And washing it away, approving it is great, it's fine. He gets us, it's okay. That is not what that's supposed to mean. Because Here's why I know that the way I think she's thinking is correct. Because then her next statement is, he didn't wash everybody's feet. And I'm like, well, this is about to be a real interesting take because I think the church teaches that symbolically he's wanting to wash your feet, you being everybody, but whatever. She says he washed the disciples' feet. Bingo, I knew she hadn't been taught enough because that's when I wanted to reach through and bang her face on her own monitor and say, hey, lady, Judas was one of those feet. Yep. So (laughs) Jesus wasn't approving like, hey, good job, buddy. Thanks for selling me out. Thanks for being known forever as the son of perdition and blah, blah, blah. I mean, <laughs> Judas is the great betrayer. Jesus washed his feet. And I feel like what she was saying put Jesus in such a box. So in the same way that like the Christians who were offended fully by the commercials do the same thing, because I've done it too. I mean, I can call a spade a spade because I've been the spade. Sure. Okay? okay, like I know. I know that you've put Christ in a box and you've got your whole idea of how we all look sitting around the table in heaven. Yeah, And then... The more I've read, the more I've realized it ain't going to look like that. Right. Like, it just is not going to look like that. The things that I thought that I understood about my Lord and Savior, I wasn't right. I was not right. And I know that now because in every single situation, I see hope every single time. We said that we just said this in Sunday school last week. If you're not dead, he's not done. Mm-hmm. And so in every single situation, doesn't matter how good or how bad the person seemingly is. And everything ain't what it seems, y'all. It, it, there's hope. Every single time there's hope. Sure. And salvation being the goal. And so my mind constantly works towards that. And when I watch that commercial, you could tell that's what you're working towards. I well, mean, that's... To me, I saw it as, oh, you're wanting to try to push forward the thought of you don't have to see an enemy in everyone. Right. And just like Jesus washed feet, you know, these people, instead of seeing enemies, they're doing, a, they're showing a kind, which we don't wash feet anymore, but I got, I got it. The idea that instead it's, you know, what, you know, we're washing away sinfulness. And so we just accept everything. I, why, why do you always default to that? Jesus washed people's feet. But and the one, feet washing, I did, I've never correlated that with salvation at all well or I get, with acceptance really. i can see where people would come at that because you know jesus is like if i don't do this you can't have any part of me and so peter's like oh then wash my feet and my head and my everything well then they just stop there they miss you know jesus goes on and says no you don't need me to do that you're already clean in other words you're already forgiven you've already had grace poured over you but we still get funky and you need to come back to me and and reset restore whatever I just don't see why a people so so she in the video which again how did you get this from the little cartoony looking commercial but you know that that Jesus did not dine and 
basically rub shoulders with sinfulness. Yes, he did. I'm like, time's out, lady. Do you go to church? Because the you are saying a 21st century version of exactly what the Pharisees said when Jesus was having dinner with Matthew at Matthew's house with a bunch of sinful people because Matthew couldn't have had any other friends than that. By the way, my last couple podcasts, my voice sounded the way it did because I had the, the sinus cooties. This podcast, if you're like, man, why does he sound like he's going through puberty again? It's because my son had his championship basketball game over the weekend and I screamed a lot. And my job has to do with talking all the time. So he's going to take a while to get back to normal. But what I was saying was, Matthew's a tax collector. He's not going to have a lot of Jewish buddies. So he's got a lot of Roman buddies, got a lot of fallen away from faith buddies. That's all sinful, nasty folks. And so the Pharisees are all judging Jesus for eating there. And Jesus says, I didn't call come for the righteous. I came to call sinners to repentance. So then, yeah, he would hang out with sinners. Absolutely. So this lady, and, and I'm harping on this lady who I don't know. I didn't really notice anything about her eyelashes specifically, but you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know her. And maybe she was, maybe she was coming from a place of real passion. I'm not trying to discredit that, but, but in, instead of jumping on her only, there were a lot of other videos I found where people were saying the same thing. People are making the same argument of how, and I'm like, you are taking something so far beyond its context because of what you know, but these commercials are aimed at people who don't know any of it. Yes. They and don't that's know anything. The, that's the thing that I really had to come to terms with is, you know, I don't want that to be what teaches my child about Christ really, because right. I want her to have a little bit better foundation than that. So my six-year-old, I don't want her to watch the commercial and that be what her basis of knowledge of Christ is. Sure. Is, okay. So that's why I said that about my child watching the commercial. However, there are at least a thousand people that I could probably name on my Facebook list right now that I would love for them to see it and hope that they would watch it and hope that there would be some sort of inspiring thing inside of them. I think the goal is that they ask a question like, okay, well, then what is all this about? All I ever hear is that Christians are hypocritical, judgmental boo-boo holes, so... What is this about? Yes, and the thing of it is what you fail to realize, girl, is this. Once the seed is planted, nobody except God himself and the Holy Spirit takes control of that situation and turns that into exactly what it's supposed to be. Right. So, like, we can trust that our creator is bigger than that. We don't have to shut the door and wrap up this whole little nice little package and keep it to ourselves and think, there's certain people out there that can't hear this. Once we share it, that's what we're supposed to do. Well, so it also made me think about, I don't know if you've ever thought, I just, like, I, I kept thinking, okay, everybody that's so mad about this, they jump out and grab their phone, they go sit in their car, or they got a studio, whatever, and they're going to make a video voicing their opinion. Are they that eager to go out and try to tell people the truth about the gospel? Yes. Who have been exposed to these commercials that they're so. And I just said this the other day about the other situation that you brought up at the beginning of the podcast that I just feel like the Christian world, we are so concerned about, you know, getting ready for this election and we're going to prep for doomsday and we're going to do all these things and we're going to pay attention to what this commercial is and we're going to like 
layer up and we're going to watch our borders and we're, but we're not even guarding our hearts or our homes. No, right. And I don't so, even open my Bible anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like one that. of those things where I'm like, pick one, dude. Yes. Like, uh, pick one. Are you really going to get that bent out of shape about a Jesus commercial? I mean, did it hit home a little bit? Or are we a little bit like guilt-stricken here, toes hurting a little bit? Or are we literally that small-minded? And that's how I knew that the person who shared it with me was probably feeling the same sort of things I was feeling mm -hmm. because her instant, I mean, this person, I'm going to just tell you, she puts herself out there in a way mm -hmm. that is not ideal and has church services at barrel races mm -hmm. when it is very inconvenient to do so. Mm. She does things that is very um, sometimes frowned upon, sometimes not even supported, mm -hmm. but to get the word of Christ out there. And so she's put herself out there in that situation. Right. And so I knew good and well, she's not coming from an era of take it down. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, there's no way. Cause yeah. it's like, when I say pick one, I've seen what she's picked year after year mm -hmm. after year, a consistent attitude towards yeah. sharing the gospel. Yeah. And so that's a safe bet. But I also know this for those who don't agree with us. Okay. Who, who are mad about it or sure. who, whatever, sure. Preacher Man and I also don't sit over here and get our swords up ready to fight some battle with you and have some like standoff with words with you and and carry all this hate and vindictive nature toward you. The goal is everybody look at Jesus. The goal right. is everybody sure. get to Jesus. So that's what Musings is about. Yeah, and I, so, I, mean, I, I have a friend, and I think he listens to these. It's a young man. He's going to be taking the torch into the world of ministry, you know, he's in the generation behind me. And it was cute to me. He he posted, so everybody else in the world, I didn't know at the time, was fussing over these commercials. He posts this thing that talked about how on Monday, every you'll be able to find people who can tell you the players' names and what plays they ran and what teams played, blah, 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 about the Super Bowl. But none of them will be able to tell you what the hypostatic union is. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so that's a different point of view, but it's the same sort of point of view, which is we're frustrated at what people are giving their attention to. Now, I didn't comment on that, but when I read that, I thought, okay, that, that is fair. I don't know many people at all outside of a seminary land that know what the hypostatic union is. However, I bet I can find a lot of people that would tell me Jesus is both man and God. And that's what that is. The hypostatic union is the understanding of Jesus's full divine and full human nature in one. Yeah, they don't know that name, you see, but they, they, I hope, at least a lot of people in my circle, they know dead to rights, Jesus is both God and man. They know that. So it's like, you know, don't be frustrated they don't know the name. Don't be frustrated that the commercial watchers don't know cover to cover the full width and breadth of the Bible from that one commercial. It was 30 seconds long, and I think you said something that would be a more important question. If I am coming from it as a man of faith or a woman of faith, I do know what references these are making. It bends me out of shape somehow. And we're free to have different opinions, uh, except I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll fight you. <laughs> we're not free to have, if you're real mad about how they spent the money, but you don't tithe, you are a hypocrite. Yes. Sit down. But from the rest of it, fine. Except I like what Townsend said. Are you more frustrated about what this is saying about you? Like, did you watch that commercial and it and it highlighted something that it's saying something about you, and that's what you've 
gotten angry at and you've diverted that towards, well, it makes Jesus look like a wimp or it makes Jesus look like he accepts everything or it makes you. What if it just really makes Jesus seem like something not normal in the daily life of, of people around here? And it makes us want to ask, why is he so different? Yes. And at the end of the day, Jesus says what he accepts and what he doesn't. And we have it written in his word. And right. so, you know, that's what's the sad I don't part. Think, yeah, I don't, I've been there where I loved being in the judge's seat. I yeah. used to love being in the judge's seat. And I used to love making these, you know, accusations and pointing out everyone else's wrong and like, some people are good at that. They are. Yeah, They're really yeah. good at it. I am a constructive criticizer when it comes to doing a project, riding a horse, doing the thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can tell you all the things. I can tell you all the things you did wrong and point out things we could have done better and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to my Christian walk, I have come to right. realize I'm only ever going to have to answer for me, Period. I'm only going to have to answer for Townsend at the end of the day when I'm standing in front of him. And so I have to make positively sure that I'm doing what he told me to Mm -hmm. me. And so if that commercial set on my heart in any which way, then I need to go to him and figure out what's going on. Why am I mad about it? If I'm mad about it, if I'm okay, what, why have I not done more? Or at the end of the day, you need to get right with God, talk to God, and figure out what's going on in your own life For before sure. we start pointing at everything else going on. Let me let me end our time by pointing out Townsend and Preacher Man are two goobers with one of them knowing enough technology to make this recording work <laughs> and the other one faithful enough to come be with that goober and record it once a week. But the commercial has literally done what Paul is thankful for when he writes to the Philippians. And I think we miss that if we just stay bent out of shape about it or stay looking for a reason to argue about it. So I'd just like to point everybody's attention to chapter one of Philippians. Paul is writing from imprisonment. He's on house arrest. He cannot go where he pleases. And he is an old man. He is coming to the end of his time. We don't know like scripture wise. We don't know how that plays out because acts seems to end at a very random spot martyrdom tells us that he dies for his faith in Rome, but when he writes to the Philippians, people are angry about something. Not not all of them, but some people are angry and they're making fun of the fact that he's in he's on in jail, we would say. And he says to them in chapter 1, talking about those people who are preaching the gospel, but also talking smack about Paul, people preaching the gospel and celebrating Paul. He says the former proclaimed Christ, that's the people who are mocking his position. From a selfish ambition, not sincerely, because they think they can cause trouble for me in my in my imprisonment. But what is the result? This is verse 18. Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is being proclaimed, and in this I rejoice. If yes. nothing else, this commercial has made people talk about Jesus. If nothing else, if they got it all wrong, if they didn't do the pictures right, if the say, saying after the pictures wasn't appropriate, if the he gets us title isn't fitting and doesn't communicate their purpose, if they wasted the money, if nothing else, people around the world are pre, are talking about Jesus, they're asking questions about Jesus, they're pondering and sharing their thoughts about Jesus, and God knows sometimes they're going to share thoughts that are wrong. But at least, Paul, like Paul said, Jesus is being preached, and so you know what? I get to sit back and say, thank you, Jesus, Amen. for whoever it was or whoever's it was that you put on their hearts to put this $14 million together, to buy this spot. Plus, they had to pay for the ads to be made. 
Yes, sure, I can armchair quarterback. I'm going to be like, you sure could have fed a lot of homeless people for that. Yeah, well, uh, okay, I already made my point about that. Something happened because they made these ads and have been making them for a long time. I'm grateful for that because of the conversations that it started, the conversations I know it started. And last thing that Townsend alluded to, the seed being planted, God said, my word will never return to me void. So every conversation that got started is doing something God wanted it to do. And why, we're just bemoaning that. Why? Because, because we maybe, maybe are giving that, being given a chance to see, I still, I still am too short-sighted. I still don't see how big he actually is Yes, with his hands and everything. So there you go. Special edition. We interrupt our normal flow of broadcasts to bring you that response. I hope whoever it is that asks, you're going to, I hope you make sure they, they know uh, that this exists, that they get to hear that answer. And the rest of you get to hear it, and maybe it makes you want to firebomb me. Maybe it makes you want to go out and have your own conversation. Whatever it does, if it causes you to go into action on behalf of Jesus, I have to believe it was worth it. So Amen. God bless all of y'all. You remember your assignment because it's the, every, it's the same every week. Now that we're finished here, we're going to go out in the world, commercial or not, and we're going to pour out kindness on the people around us, all because of the kindness Jesus poured out on us. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye, y'all. Musings with Townsend and Preacher Man is a podcast dedicated to encouraging you as you think and start your own discussions at home about God and the Christian worldview. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating on the platform of your choice and share our podcast with folks you know. If you need to get in touch with Townsend or Preacher Man, you can email either of them at mtpm.podcast at gmail.com.